Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. It's a, an opportunity for them to run their own lives, to be responsible for themselves, to be able to start fresh. And life is much longer now for most people, for many people, than the life expectancy than it used to be. And so it not, it's not surprising that people want to have a new chapter in their lives. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie and I'm very excited to be talking today with one of my family law attorney colleagues about the good news about divorce. So first, let me introduce you to my guest, attorney Lisa Ziderman. Lisa is a high profile family law attorney in New York who is a managing partner of her firm, Miller, Ziderman and Wiedeker. Lisa practices solely, as I did, in the area of divorce and family law. And in addition to being an attorney, she's a certified divorce financial analyst, which really makes her like the double whammy when you're looking for divorce counsel because she's coming at it from both sides. Um, She has been published in a number of industry publications, such as the New York Law Journal and the New York State Bar Association Family Review. And if you are a family law attorney, you know those are both very prestigious um, publications, but she's also out there in um, some a number of other more public sources such as USA Today, Market Watch, CNN Money, Bustle, and Fatherly, among not others. And she has an ongoing popular blog for the Psychology Today magazine online. Um, I'm very excited to have her here today. We were just talking, and I just am very happy about the topic today because I think it will be an eye-opener for a lot of our listeners. So I'm so happy you're here with me today, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and very excited to be talking about this particular topic. Right. As, As you and I talked about when we were getting ready for this episode, talking about the good news about divorce is probably going to be surprising. Um, and, and the fact that we're both 
two divorce attorneys who have been doing this for so many years. Um, but I do think that that has given us that perspective, right, that we know that there actually is some good news about divorce. And so for many of my listeners who are in the throes of the process, who are feeling like this is a very bleak and difficult time, um, I'm hopeful and excited that they're going to hear some things that maybe will help them to see the light at the end of the tunnel or the positive that can come out of this transition. Um, So one of the things, maybe let's just start with, um, because you used the phrase when we were talking about the good news about divorce. So, So what do you mean by that? What good news? um, What do you mean when you say there's good news that comes from divorce? So the first thing is, as you said, and we were having a discussion a little bit earlier, that this is a finite term time of, of life, that you are going to get to the end. And people see this as an endless cycle sometimes. And they should know that everyone does get to the end. Everyone is able to move on to a new life. There are many clients who come here who are so grateful and so happy when they are actually divorced. And we literally are congratulating them because they are able to move forward into a whole new life. Sometimes that may mean a new place to live. It may mean new friends, new colleagues, a new job. There is a whole new life out there. You know, when I went through my divorce, I was in the fashion business and Actually, the going through the process was an entire education for me that inspired me to go on and to take on a whole new career, which was to become a divorce attorney. So there is such good news out there in terms of being able to educate yourself, to learn about yourself, to delve into the reasons that maybe the relationship didn't work and move on to a better relationship. And that is the good news about divorce. It's really a time of reinvention or a new opportunity. It is. It's a it's a whole new opportunity to really reinvent yourself and to re-educate yourself. So people come to us, for example, that aren't educated about their finances. And, uh, you know, I can think of so many of my clients, both male and female, who just don't understand their finances. And it's an awakening to them to understand that maybe, frankly, they have a lot more money than they thought they did. Or maybe they're able to do certain things in life that they, their spouse said that they couldn't do because they didn't have the financial wherewithal to do it. And then they find out that they can actually do it. It's a, an opportunity for them to run their own lives, to be responsible for themselves, to be able to start fresh. And life is much longer now for most people, for many people, than the life expectancy than it used to be. And so it's not surprising that people want to have a new chapter in their lives and to create essentially a new story for themselves. And that may mean eventually new spouses, new, you know, new children that are part of a marriage, a new family. There are so many opportunities that people don't realize that they will be able to have going through this process when it's finished. I think that's such an important thing that you just said there, because I think you have probably had a similar experience with clients when they come to us as divorce attorneys, they see the future as a big black empty hole. You know, it's gone from there was a future that they saw growing old with their spouse or seeing their children or whatever they thought their future for such a long time was going to be. And what they come through the door usually seeing is just 
black blankness and they they don't realize that that clean slate really in many ways is that that opportunity that ability to sort of reform their lives reform that future and as they move through the divorce process one thing i've always said to clients is let's look at what you want that for that future to look like so that when we're negotiating your divorce settlement we're negotiating a settlement that helps you get there Uh, Because there's so many different ways to do it. That's exactly right. And I think that it's more than just a blank slate. It's actually, you know, divorce is a learning process for so many people. They've never, they've never maybe had a lawyer. They've never had an advocate. They might not have had a therapist before they actually were going through a divorce. Now, all of a sudden, in addition to having their family members, having their friends, they have a whole team of people that they have created, essentially a board of advisors that they have created for themselves that now is there to help them through their lives in the future also and to help them make decisions. They, a financial person, for example, a lot of my clients, you know, when this is finished or during the process, they are, they, they end up bonding with a financial advisor and having that financial advisor come in and explain to them what their lives will look at like, what their budget should be, how they are going to live until they're 95 years old. That is something that they may not have had the opportunity to have before, but now that person is part of their lives. Same thing with with a therapist. You know, a lot of my clients work very closely with a therapist or with a financial advisor. That's something that they may not have done before because their spouse was, was part of their lives and their spouse was actually making decisions with them. And now they have the opportunity to make decisions for themselves in an educated manner and to take control of their lives in a different way. And that is a huge opportunity for them. It, it, it's really a life-changing event. And so instead of thinking of it as a black hole, they can think of this as truly something is, that is good news because now they're going to have information. And so many people come to us and they don't have any information. They don't know where their bank accounts are. They don't know where their, what their spouse's income is. Some of them don't even know how to look at their tax returns. And documents are coming into them from us and they're starting to learn about what they are able to do and not. And that's education and information is the, part, is the most important part of this opportunity. It's actually the key to it. Um, When you said that about building the team, I I love that. That's so impactful. You're building your board of directors for you, Inc., right? You get to build this future. And I, you know, I've always counseled clients, you know, if you've never, even if you've never had a therapist before, at least while you're going through the divorce process, consider seeing someone, having a financial advisor, building that team of support around you you because that is where they get the education, but it's also where they get the support. I think that so many people, especially if it's the person who didn't bring up the topic of divorce, who was not the one who got to that point first, there's such a feeling of disempowerment. I'm being divorced. My spouse is divorcing me. Um, but you know, you mentioned that you've seen clients in your law practice who, even if they're that spouse, the one who's it wasn't their idea in the first place, but that they 
are happy about the divorce, um, you know, so even if they're not the person initiating it. So how have you seen that circumstance come? So, you know, I think that the person who is not has not initiated is sometimes taken by surprise. And so for that person, it takes a little bit longer, usually, for them to understand that this is the process and this is happening and that they now have to rebuild a new life for themselves. But once they have realized that, some of them are extremely relieved because they may have not they may have realized that they were in unhappy marriages, um, but decided that they were going to stay for the children or decided that for religious reasons that they were going to stay or that they felt it was the right thing to do. And they, when they are actually not the person initiating, some of those people actually feel relieved because they haven't been the ones to initiate. They aren't the one who is starting the divorce. They aren't the one who's breaking up the family, as they may think. Okay, So that gives them also a, a feeling of freedom to be able to move on and not to feel guilt in doing so. And I think that that's very important because very often people come to us who are initiating and they feel guilty about doing it. They don't want to hurt their spouses. They don't want to hurt their children. So at times it's, it's easier actually to be the one who has, um, I guess, been the person who is, is getting the divorce from the other person, right, who is yeah. the divorced one because they're, they're not the ones who are um, – making this happen and this is just a result and now they have to deal with it and so while it may take time for them to unwind and uh, unwind the marriage and to come to grips with it once they do they are in a better position very often yeah and that and that happens actually in almost all divorces is when we see them one person is more is further along the line emotionally or in the process uh, than one of the parties. But one thing I, I, I thought of while you were talking is you've probably seen the cases where one person knows they want a divorce, but they don't want to be the bad guy. So they behave so poorly that they essentially drive the other person into being the one to file. And I'm just going to counsel against that if you want to have a good divorce, because that starts everything off on that that bad term. So one one way to start off your divorce with a, with a, a good chance of of progressing in a a reasonable fashion would be to start it with a little respect for your partner and a a little courtesy and sit down and have an adult conversation with them not behave so poorly that uh, they're driven to it because I've seen that more times than I can count and you know it's interesting I just did an interview and it was talking about you know so many people make the choice to start their divorce on poor terms and that just is going to set the the tone for that entire process in many cases. I mean, if you, I'm, I've had clients who have come to me and wanted me to serve the papers on the wedding anniversary or the other person person's birthday or Valentine's Day. Um, and I won't participate in that type of behavior. I don't think it's a very w- good way to get things started. Um, so starting with the right mindset, starting the divorce with respect and, and uh, peace in a peaceful fashion goes a long way to having that that good outcome and that good process for people Um, because that's when you really if you go through a negative divorce it can be hard to move forward in a positive way I, i think that's absolutely true that showing respect and also being transparent about good one right transparency is so important 
and and working towards being having an amicable divorce you know you may not end up with an amicable divorce it, it sometimes they it just doesn't work sometimes the other person isn't in that mindset to be amicable and then there's nothing you can do about that you have to work with what you have and the essentially the deck that you're being dealt with but there is if you start off in a positive way if you actually um try to work towards an amicable divorce that's so important to the you're correct as you go through the process the, the better you start off the better your chances are that it's going to work faster easier less fees less anguish easier on the children you you really and, and that's one of the things that if you want the good news the good news is that a lot of children already know that you're going to get divorced. And the good news is for them is that you're going to go through the process and they're going to have two great parents to actually parent them and they're not going to hear perhaps what was the arguing or the angry fights or any of those type of episodes that were happening. Many of the clients who come, their children already know that their parents either are going to get divorced or should be divorced. And the good news is you're actually doing something about it, that your children are not going to be in the middle of all of this. And that, I think, is one of the most important parts of this, is that you're able to move on and you're able to put your children first. And that's very powerful what you just said, because I still today hear from people that they are staying together together in a marriage that is not happy, fulfilling or, you know, a, a positive relationship because of their children. And it just always still surprises me that that is still a, a mindset. I know it's very hard. We know we've done this with hundreds, if not thousands of clients, helped them reform their family in a new way through the divorce process. But modeling for your children a marital relationship that is not successful, that is not a positive one, that that is not a fulfilling and ha one that leads to two happy parents, it still surprises me that some people think that it's better for their children to be in the midst of an unhappy marriage and seeing that as what they think is normal than separating, living in separate households and, you know, being happy, healthy and whole. So that's I, I hope people heard you say that um, and, and take that away from this. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can 
export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Lisa Ziderman, on Divorce, the Good News. I always tell people this is not a dress rehearsal, right? Life is not a dress rehearsal. And so if you are, to your point, spending time and years, frankly, with something that is not making you happy, that is not fulfilling you, then you need to be able to move on. And that's what divorce allows you to do. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Punch Fear in the Face and Claim Your Life with TEDx speaker, Susan Sandler. I had all kinds of fears now. So, so what's important is you don't just punch fear in the face and it goes away forever. It just keeps coming up. And what you learn is how to be comfortable with discomfort. That fear is really not telling you the truth. It's just your old warning system. And now we return to today's show. Now, some of the other things, one of the things that I love is that you have your CDFA because I think that is really an amazing accomplishment and something that is a true boon to your clients. So for the people who are listening who don't know what a certified divorce financial analyst is, it is a person with very specialized knowledge as a financial analyst, but particular to the um, issues that arise in a divorce case. And it's a certification that you have to have training for and testing for, and it's an actual certification that's incredibly helpful for people who are going through divorce, especially the ones, well, all of them, but I, I have always found it to be very impactful and empowering for that client and there are a lot of them, who really have no concept of their finances. I, I think that's true. And it, it, it served me very well in my practice because I am able to recognize certain issues that maybe other attorneys might not be able to recognize, such as tax issues, which are very, very important. I don't think that there is a recognition and an acknowledgement of how important as you work through an agreement with the um, with your client and with opposing counsel, how important it is to spot and to watch for the tax issues. And uh, you know, I have many associates who work with me, and I always review every agreement, frankly, that goes out of my office. Um, and they all come to me, and I always the one thing that I am always looking for are what are the tax issues? We're transferring a business interest. We're transferring an automobile that was part of a business that may have depreciation issues. And are we looking for how that's going to affect it if you're giving it to the non-titled um, business owner? I, Issues with the new tax law in terms of alimony, where alimony is now non-deductible um, and um, non-taxable, and how that is going to impact issues. And just e- transfer taxes for apartments, flip taxes. There are so many different tax issues to look for as you're going through 
an agreement. And if you aren't able to spot those issues, you're doing a real disservice to your client and they are going to feel the brunt of it when they go, you know, when they go to either file their tax returns or they're making these transfers. So from my point of view, that has been an incredible, um, important certification that I have. And, and frankly, being able to work with a client and looking towards their future budget and what assets, how to divide assets. You know, you look at a Roth IRA versus a regular IRA, and you can see that there are different tax impacting issues, and you're not going to necessarily give the other spouse the Roth IRA and just take the same amount in an IRA. Or, and you're not going to take retirement funds instead of cash because there's going to be tax impacting and possibly penalties. So you're correct. And and the, the important thing to take away from this, I think, is to make sure that you have an attorney who's knowledgeable about finances. It, 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 even if your attorney is not a certified divorce financial analyst, they need to be knowledgeable about the finances. And you know, we deal with a lot of complex financial issues throughout our practice. And whether you're dealing with, frankly, a small amount of assets or a large amount of assets, there are tax issues that are going to come up and you have to watch for them. Yeah, it, that is a really a very true statement. And I have seen, unfortunately, over the years, mistakes made around tax consequences of certain transfers or certain provisions. And the, the unfortunate part is that, one, they would have been caught if someone with knowledge of the tax laws had reviewed the agreement. I am not a CDFA, nor do I have tax um, a tax background. So I, ha- I make sure all of my clients uh, go and take their um, agreement to their tax professional for review in advance, or I make them sign off that I told them to do that because I, I can't emphasize how important that is. Uh, because what you end up with is if you have an unintended tax consequence, you have an agreement a a result from your agreement that you didn't intend. You may have a very disproportionate now, uh, you know, separation of your assets that wasn't what you wanted or intended and you can't change it just because you made a mistake. So the, the other part that, you know, having someone with your level of skill and expertise or having a CDFA involved in the divorce, if it's not your attorney, because there aren't that many of us who have gone this extra mile that you have and, and gotten that certification. Um, but there's so much power I have seen in clients working with a CDFA because it's that another level of that education that you were talking about. It helps people, especially those who perhaps have not been the one paying the household bills or making the investment decisions for the family or that type of, you know, usually there's a, a disproportionate handling of the family finances in marriage. So that just seems to be one of the things that we we see fairly often or I have seen fairly often. And so for that spouse who wasn't doing that sort of thing, it's scary to think about handling the finances. Am I going to have enough money? What if I spend it the wrong way or invest it the wrong way? So there's a huge amount of power that goes toward that future in learning about the finances, learning what the difference, I mean, how many people out there right now who don't know the difference between a Roth IRA and a regular IRA? Yeah, I mean, we know because we 30 plus years of doing this, right? But, uh, and your CDFA, but um, there's so much, I mean, so many clients that we talk to every day that don't have that level of 
any level of understanding. Um, so they, this, you know, divorce is that opportunity to take charge of the financial side of your life as well. Um, you, you are never going to have a clearer picture of your finances than at the end of your divorce because everything has been quantified, everything has been re- vetted and, and looked over, everything has been divided and spelled out right then and there. <laughs> You know exactly what you have, what you pay, what you earn, what's going to happen. It may not be forever, but it's a very clear picture. Um, and another thing, you know, moving off of finances, another area that you talk, you mentioned, and you know, I've been divorced, I'm remarried. Um, many people move on to new relationships, and the one thing I've I've said to clients over the years is, when you are in a relationship that's not working, but you stay there you're not gonna get into a relationship that does work. Your your time and energy is, is on a relationship that's failing. And even if you met the best guy in the world or the best woman in the world, you're not in a place usually where you can move on to that and give it the right type of attention and you know put thought into that new relationship if you're still tied to the old one. Even people going through divorce have difficulty with that. And in fact, you probably hear this as often as I do. One of the first questions many clients ask is, when can I date? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> two answers to that. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on, on dating and the opportunities that that provides moving forward with your relationships? So I, I, I'm gonna go back first before we address that say something. I always tell people this is not a dress rehearsal, right? Life is not a dress rehearsal. And so if you are, to your point, spending time and years, frankly, with something that is not making you happy, that is not fulfilling you, then you need to be able to move on. And that's what divorce allows you to do, is to fulfill what you want in life and to be with a partner that you can actually be with and trust and work with and have a great time with and be happy with, right? That is what this is all about. That's what life is about. And in terms of dating, yes, we get that question all the time. We, we are asked constantly about dating. So I always say the following. I, I think that you don't need to be dating very fast. I, 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 your priorities really should be your children, first and foremost, spending time with them, your career, making sure that you're, you're either your job is on track or that you are starting to think about what you're going to do for a career if you haven't been out in the workforce and getting your life on track in terms of those issues. If you are dating and you decide that you're going to go forward and date, then the answer is be very careful about how you involve your children in that. Don't start introducing your children to new people all of a sudden that really shouldn't or won't be part of your life for the long run. Be, be cautious about who is coming into your life, into your home with your children. You know, you can, you can wait a bit. You've waited this long probably, some people many, many years. And if you have to wait an extra six months or a year, maybe that's the thing to do. Concentrate and focus on getting your life in order, getting your own house in order essentially before you move on to the dating. And it happens all the time, of course, right? People say, I want to date. And I say, you know, that's great, but you also are going to perhaps incite your spouse who you really want to try 
not to incite during this time period, who you really want to try to unwind this relationship with in the most amicable way and the most efficient way possible. It's not efficient necessarily to be going out dating because other people are going to see that you may be dating and that's going to get back to your spouse and then your spouse may become resentful and then the divorce may become a little bit more difficult or a little bit uglier so why bring something in to your life right now that's going to essentially impede the efficiency of getting your divorce of getting your life in order so i think the things in my mind to to think about are children first and you should be spending as much time with your children as you possibly can because likely that's what you're going to want to do and they and they are going to need your support as they go through this and they're going through transitions and changes because while divorce might be the good news it's still a transition for everyone and your children need you to be focused on them at this point and then focus on getting all of the paperwork and and the financials together and then there will be plenty of time to date and to get you know to to go out to dinners and to have fun and to do all of that so my advice really is to try to Focus on other things right now. Focus on getting yourself together. Work with your therapist. Figure out why this relationship wasn't the best. And then you can feel prepared to go out into the world and to date. Yeah, I, I've found that so often that the clients who rush out into dating and find someone often find almost a mirror reflection of the person that they're getting divorced from. Um, there's a lot of comfort in what we know and we understand, but if you've not put, as you just said, a little time in working with a therapist or even just a little self-reflection on what it was, and, and importantly, your own role, not just your spouse's role and why that marriage didn't work, but your own role and why that relationship didn't work, you know, your chances of getting into another successful relationship without that type of introspection and thought. You know, I have one gentleman, I've handled four divorces for him. So let's just say, you know, he needs a little introspection um, first, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. But um, the other thing that you mentioned, and I, I think this is really one of the things when clients come back through the door or when I run into someone or I, I stay in touch with some clients and I hear from them, the usually the place where there's the biggest change, the biggest opportunity and the greatest happiness or, or success is that the time of divorce gives them a path to a new career or a new work life, a new profession. I mean, I find what you just said about your change of career. I mean, first, let's start with that. So you were in the fashion industry and then went through a divorce. And now you're one of the top, you know, New York divorce attorneys and CDFA. You know, how did that come about for you? So I was 20 when I went into, I guess, even 19 when I went into the fashion business. And my goal was to be in the fashion business and I owned my own business for many years. Uh, I had a um, showroom on 7th Avenue. And then as I went through my divorce, I realized that this was something I was really very interested in. I was interested in the finances. I was interested in the negotiation because being in the fashion business, there was always a negotiation. And frankly, being in, in a divorce, there's a lot of negotiation. And I really felt watching all of this unfold and seeing my attorneys work 
that I that one of the, the key issues for people is responsiveness. And I knew I could be responsive. So that was for me, first and foremost, is that I knew I could do this because half of what we do is being responsive. Things so so often change and are critical to people on the weekends, uh, you know, during the, the night, whatever it is, they need help. And so I really wanted to be that that person who could actually respond to those questions and those critical issues. And then I decided I was going to make a life change. Now, I hadn't gone um, to college even at that point. So I had to go and start my college degree, get my BA, and I went to Fordham, and then I went to Fordham Law, and I loved it. And I had decided by that time I was going to become a matrimonial attorney, and that was my goal. And so I literally started my bachelor's degree and went full-time, and I, I had a daughter at the time, and um, which I still do. She's 27 now, and she's um, about to get married herself. But we, we, we went through it, and I, I had gone back to school, and I went full-time, and then I interned as I was going to law school. So I've learned that people can really make those life-changing careers. And a lot of women come into me, and they're in their late 30s or their 40s, and maybe they haven't worked. But this is the opportunity for them to take control of their lives, for them to actually build a career. And it was like at about 42 that I came out and had a law degree and was starting out. And, you know, I was a first year associate and I loved it. And I loved helping people. And I I, I liked negotiating and I, I really liked the practice and and what it, what the interests were and in learning about somebody's business or learning about how to value their business and all of the components of this. So I did it. But I think the lesson is that people really can make changes and that so many people change careers now. You know, it, it's not it's not new news for people to have essentially two or three careers in their lifetime. And that's what I did. And that's the opportunity that somebody has when they're going through a divorce because they may have been a stay-at-home dad, a stay-at-home mom, and now they decide they, they have to actually not only get out there maybe for support purposes, but because they're interested in, in meeting people and being part of, you know, what's out there. And to do that, they need to get a career or, or an educational degree. And they have the ability to do that. And we work with vocational analysts all the time, people who work with our clients in terms of helping them find, you know, jobs, new careers, etc. That is, that's a very big um, change for them, but it's a good change because it is, again, a path to self-sufficiency, a path to controlling your own life. And I think that's so important. I, I think it's the key to everything. And first, let me just say bravo to you um, to have that strength. Uh, that takes a lot of strength to make a pivot change. You know, there's no coincidence that they say change is hard um, because it is. Change is very, it doesn't matter what the change is. But to go through that type of transition with that much determination, um, I, I know what it was to go to undergrad and law school. And I did it, you know, right back, back in the old days. Um, so that's impressive in and of itself and the fact that you've turned this into I mean you're you're an extremely successful family law attorney as as we've said so I think that you know is is maybe what we can end on with hope for people um we've talked about you know the the positive changes in your life that can come about as a result of divorce may be hard to see as you're going through divorce but as you heard here right up into including Lisa's own 
you know, career transformation in her own life um, can let you know that there is actually a very bright future ahead. Um, so thank you so much, because I, I just think this is such a wonderful message to carry to people. I, I love that you shared your own story, because I think that that's really impactful to people. I want to make sure that listeners know how to get in touch with you. Um, so what what's the best way to get in touch? So one way is my email, which is LZ at mzw-law.com, or they can phone us at um, 914-455-1000 or 212-324-3707. But I'm always reachable by email, and that's a great way to reach us and to be able to reach me if you have questions or if you're about to go through your own divorce. So LZ at MZW. You yep. have offices in Manhattan and in Westchester County, right? Yes. In New York? Yes. We're yep. lo- so two yes. locations. Yes. Yeah. So I highly, if you are in New York and uh, facing a divorce, I highly recommend you reach out to Lisa um, and her firm. But thank you so much for joining us today with the good news about divorce. Thanks so much for having me. It was really great fun. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.